I get it. I don't know what season of life that you're in, but I can guarantee you that you are not hanging out on the couch with zero responsibilities. As women, we are so many things to so many people. I see you. I see you doing the dishes, changing that diaper, trying to pay for your child's college. I see the exhausted grandma and the overwhelmed student. This podcast is for you. So whether you're driving in the car, getting ready for the day, or about to snuggle in the sheets, I pray that this podcast reminds you that you are so loved by the one who beautifully designed you. I am Ashley Shepard, and this is the Beautifully Designed Podcast. Hey ladies, I hope you're having a wonderful day. And this particular podcast episode may sound a little bit different to you because I have recorded this with my microphone and my headset three different times and three different times it didn't work. So I am currently just using the audio from my computer and I may sound like I am in a box, um, but (laughs) I am fighting for this podcast episode because it really sounds like the enemy does not want this particular message out which makes me fight even harder. So he doesn't know who he's messing with. So I am excited to come to you tonight because I am going to share with you something that I learned this morning during Sunday school. I love Sunday school. It is just a wonderful opportunity for us to gather in a smaller group. And we have been going through first and second Timothy, just scripture by scripture. And I am just learning so much. And I wanted to share something with you um, that honestly goes with this whole living awake theme. And the Lord has definitely gone um, before us and has given us this awesome treasure hunt. Um, And I really feel like through the responses I'm getting through so many of y'all that we are going through similar things in the fact of you are probably like me and you're going through this whole pruning season, this where things look different, everything is changing. Maybe you're sitting in a waiting room. Um, I feel like I've went through kind of a, a little bit of a season of suffering um, and stripping of things that that uh, in my life that doesn't need to be there. Also relationships that doesn't need to be there um, in order for me and my life to bear God's fruit and to give Him more glory. And it doesn't look like I thought it would look like. And I think we have to remember As Christians, when we accept Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, we are not promised to be perfect, and we're not promised our life is going to be perfect. There is a process of sanctification. We are not immediately transformed the second we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. Um, We are redeemed back to God. We are renamed daughter of the King. But we go through a process of sanctification that requires us to be disciplined um, to reading God's word, to be disciplined and praying and growing our relationship with Jesus Christ, just like we grow our marriage or the relationship between a sibling or a mother. We have to put in our effort to this to be able to grow and to be discipled, whether you're being discipled through your pastor or your Sunday school class or a mentor, um, I'd want to encourage you, be a part of a body of believers in your area. Go to a church and plug in, not just to where you can have someone pour into you all the time, but where you can serve and use your gifts. And that's so um, such a big part of the process of sanctification. And so you may have heard that word before and think, well, what does that mean? All it means is that you are going through a process of 
as you grow closer to Jesus, as you, you get discipleship, that you are going through a process to where you, your life is giving glory to God. And here's the reality is that maybe your life doesn't look like you thought it was going to look like. Um, a lot of times people, well, I'm a control freak. I picture my life a certain way. I have goals and dreams. I want my life to look a certain way, right? We want our kids to stay healthy. We want our we want us to continue to have our jobs. We want to have, you know, a, a, a house to live in, a nice car. Of course, mine has 200,000 miles on it and it barely works half the time. So we're praying that that doesn't break down. Um, so I just want my car to work, honestly, at this point. But I say all that to say, um, at the end of the day, sometimes our life doesn't look like we thought it was going to look like. And we may question our faith. We may question where God is in a time like this. But this is where the process of sanctification comes in. This is where we dig our heels into the word of God. And we allow the Holy Spirit to speak into our lives because there is a purpose for every season. And this struggle season, because here's the here's the reality, ladies. The Bible doesn't say that when you accept Jesus Christ that you are never going to go through anything and life's going to be rainbows and unicorns and Skittles. No, 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 no. Scripture promises us suffering. Scripture promises us hard times. But guess what? We are also promised our Savior. And we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, which is, and it says in John that he is our helper. We have a helper constantly right there with us and everything that we go through. And we have an opportunity to dig our heels in and to say, okay, this is the season that I'm going through this type of suffering or this issue or this circumstance and really digging our heels in because I want to actually talk to you about a scripture pulled out of 2 Timothy. There's a couple of scriptures I'm going to talk to you about today, but this goes great with our fall episodes of Living Awake. Um, I have absolutely loved this theme and understanding to be awakened to what God has for us each day. The world has for things for us. People have things for us. We have responsibilities in our life. But God has a purpose and a plan. And what if we focused on that plan versus our plan or a plan that maybe somebody else has for us and know that our lives may not look like we thought it was going to look like, but there's purpose in it. And we've got to discover that purpose only through Jesus Christ and growing our relationship with him, communicating with him through prayer and his word and plugging into the body of believers. And so as we have dove into these, um, this fall season of living awake and um, knowing that the Bible's not about us, that that maybe you feel weird. That was an episode that I I had about let's be weird together. Um, you know, also also you know, knowing that we're sojourners, um, that we are exiles, that as daughters of the King, that this world is not our home. Um, but last week I really dove into being free from our the thoughts, the lies that we may be thinking, and how to be free from that. And so this is a really a great continuation because. As I dive into 1 Timothy, let me give you some context. This is a letter from Paul. And currently, in these particular letters, this is a letter written from Paul to Timothy. Paul is actually in jail waiting his execution. Timothy is like his spiritual son. So think of a mentor spiritually that you look up to. Hopefully you have one. If not, I encourage you to pray about it. Seek one out. Pick up the phone and say, hey, can we meet once a month or talk on the phone once a week or whatever that looks like in your life? Um, 
because I want to grow spiritually. I see what you have. I see the growth and I want that. So um, Timothy is kind of like Paul's spiritual son. And here's the thing that you have to remember with Paul. Paul was a murderer. He was transformed by Jesus Christ. His name used to be Saul, uh, but he was transformed by Jesus Christ on the road to Damascus. And he is a warrior of Jesus Christ. And he had a huge influence. He had a great, huge ministry. But guess what? Everything changed. He was he started to be persecuted. His followers and influence left him. And now he is sitting in a jail cell. And guess what? If you ever thought that life doesn't look like you thought it would, think about how Paul feels. He used to be such a huge influence out there speaking Christ's name and preaching the word of God. And everybody wanted to hear from Paul, but not now. Not that he he is in prison about to be executed because he was persecuted and rejected by the people, by some people who even followed him. His own followers have now rejected him. And so I can't imagine him feeling so awesome about that. So instead of sitting in his jail cell and thinking, wow, life's not like it used to be and just wallowing in a victim mentality, what he's doing is he's focusing on the few that still has some godly influence in his life that still pursue Jesus Christ. And what I love about Paul is he stands firm on his obedience to Jesus Christ. He knows who he is and he knows who his Savior is. He doesn't change who he is or his faith because people are coming against him or life doesn't look like it should or he's being persecuted so maybe he's doing something wrong or this person is mean to him so what's wrong with him no 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 no, no. he doesn't focus on those things he's focusing on being obedient to christ by sending these letters to the ones that can carry this message out once he is executed and think about that perspective for a second it's great to have that mentor right? You want to have that mentor just like Timothy has. But what if who, if, if you need to be somebody's Paul, you need to, you need to mentor. I don't care how old you are listening to this podcast. I hope that you are finding and searching out women who are younger than you so you can encourage and mentor them. So if you're in college, find somebody in high school. If you're a young mom, find another young mom or a newlywed. Um, if you are retired, find someone um, that is raising teenagers or that you know has similar uh, you know path as you had that you can mentor and love on. You know, be somebody's Paul, okay? And so because here's what he did. He knew that if he was being obedient to Christ and not many people was listening to his voice right now and his influence of encouraging people in their faith, he found and focused on the few that was. And so he's writing these letters to encourage Timothy and to encourage at this time right now, Timothy is actually over the church of Ephesus. Um, and so that's his assignment. He's leading the church of Ephesus and this church was needing order in their worship. They were plagued by false teachers. And so Paul's letter is really counseling them on what that looks like. And I'm actually going to go into 2 Timothy is what I'm going to talk about. But in this letter, as he awaits persecution, he's facing death. Okay, so he knows this is the end of his ministry. Um, a lot of his friends left him, abandoned him in fear of that they would be persecuted. And so he faithfully 
um, you know, he directed his to his spiritual son, Timothy, in the hope that Timothy would continue the message of Jesus Christ. Um, Timothy was very bold um, and faithful, and he wanted to, to encourage him and he to remind him that Scripture is breathed by God. And so I want to talk to you about 2 Timothy 2. There's a, well, 1 and 2 is some Scriptures I'm going to pull out. There's just a couple Scriptures, but I don't know what you're going through right now, but I can guarantee you that um, that you're not alone. And I want to encourage you in something because there's so much white noise. We have our own thought life that can be negative. Like we talked about last week, we talked about what other people's think, thinking about us, about that, the be weird podcast. Like we've touched on a lot of this stuff, but there's a lot going around us all of the time. And I think that as Paul is writing to Timothy, that we can take what he is writing because we need to put this in context. This is a letter. So we need to read it from beginning to end. I am going to pull out a couple of things, but maybe if you're, you know, don't have anything to do in your quiet time, dive into first and second Timothy um, and understand the context of this whole thing. But the whole context of second Timothy is as Paul is writing to him, he's really reminding him that he's a soldier for Jesus Christ. He's encouraging him that he is a worker and that he needs to be faithful to Christ because Christ is always faithful to us. And so there is a scripture I want to pull out in 1 Timothy 1, 13, and it says this, follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith that love that are in Christ Jesus by the Holy Spirit who dwells with, within us, guard the good deposit entrusted to you. Okay, follow the pattern of the sound words that you've heard from me. Now, I have said this multiple times in the past. You get to choose who you allow to speak into your life. I spent years in allowing people who truly didn't love me. They didn't have the best interest in, 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 in their minds for me. And I allowed them to speak into my life so much so that I constantly felt defeated. And I allowed their words to take root in my heart and that caused anger, that caused bitterness, and it caused some major insecurity, which led, honestly, to some anxiety and depression. And so this scripture right here really reminds us, he's, Paul is saying to Timothy, but I'm saying to you, and, and, and God is saying, Ashley, follow the pattern of the sound words that you've heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Who are the people in your life? If you are not plugged into a church a small group, something where you can 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 gather and, and study scripture and pray together. That's my encouragement to you because those people who are going to point you to Christ are the words that you need to have a pattern in your life because there's, there's patterns and there's habits that we allow in our life. And if we want to change and if you're sick and tired of learning the same lessons over and over or you're sick of the same people hurting you or you're tired of the same negativity around you, we have full control to change that pattern and habit. But sometimes the enemy wants to make us think that we are stuck, that we are stuck and that we're stuck in the lies of our own mind. We're stuck being around negativity, that we don't have a choice. And I'm here to tell you that scripture tells us that we do have a choice. And Paul is reminding us to follow the pattern of the sound words. It says, by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us, guard 
guard the good deposit entrusted to you. We have to be on guard and we have to stand firm in who we are in Jesus Christ. And if we are surrounding ourselves with people who are or really starting horrible patterns and habits in our lives, and we're allowing some words or sounds or actions to con- continue to keep us in a, in a, in a, honestly, a life of defeat, it's time we, we stand up and know that we have full control over that. And so he goes on to say, as he talks about, and he talks about being a good soldier, which I love. And this is what he says, you then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus and what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses entrusted to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. So this is a great reminder that we have got to stop getting so entangled. Now, we may not be in civilian pursuits, but we've got social media out there. And we get so offended about things on social media. We get so wrapped up in the gossip over here in this phone call, or we get so entangled with what this person over here is doing that we are not being a good soldier for Jesus Christ and we're not focusing on the one that enlisted us. We're not focusing on our Savior. We're focusing on the quarreling and the negativity, and that is the wrong pattern. That's the wrong sound pattern. We have to stop. It says, He gives another example. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. Basically, we need to get in the game and and play by God's rules. It says this, It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. I want to say this. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I love them. Obviously, you're listening to podcasts. You probably listen to more than mine. And, and that's wonderful. Maybe you listen to sermons on online or Facebook and maybe you go to church. All those things are great. But let me remind you of something. It says this, think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. I pray that the Holy Spirit will give you understanding through these podcasts, through your the church services you sit in, and that he would speak to you with what you need to know. I, what I say, you, you, I'm a person, Okay. So if you're following people and you're just taking their word for everything, don't do that because the Holy Spirit inside of you wants to speak to you. And that right there is more important than any other voice out there, okay? So he goes on to say this, and I love this, okay? Remember, Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, has preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, that they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. Amen. He is in chains right now, about to be executed in prison. So he knows what it feels like to suffer and to be chained into something. Now, we are not sitting in a physical prison, but we are sitting in a mental prison. We are sitting in a negativity prison. We are sitting in... um. Our our circumstance prison, a tragedy prison, um, cancer prison, uh, hurtful prison, um, depression prison. Um, You know that you could I could go on and on. You know what your suffering is. We are we have chains around us, 
And maybe your chains is not big chains like depression or cancer or a prison cell. Maybe it's small things, right? Maybe it's maybe we allow other people's opinions to control us. Maybe that we are not diligent and consistent and diving into the word of God. And so we feel like that we're just flailing in the wind and God's far away. Um, maybe we're chained by um, by worry, by worrying what's going to happen next and not trusting in God. Um, maybe we're chained by um, our lack of discipline. Um, that is a huge for me. That is something that the Lord is working with me in a huge way. And I struggle, ladies, with discipline. And so my heart in this is to remind you that you may be sitting in chains right now. And you get to define that and what your chains look like. But this is what scripture says. It says, for which I am suffering bound with chains as a criminal, but the word of God is not bound. The word of God is not bound. Jesus Christ has already set us free as daughters of the king, as Christians, as somebody going through the process of sanctification. We are already free. Are you living free? Are you living healed? In Isaiah 53, 5, I don't, I think you can quote me on that, but I'm, I'm like 99.9% positive. Isaiah 53, 5 says, by his stripes, we are healed. Are we living healed? Are we a soldier that can get rid of these little things that the enemy has allowed to distract us? And are we aiming to please God? Are we searching and seeking out righteousness? And I want to end with this, and I'm probably going to expand on this on the next episode, is I'm learning in 1 Peter that when you go through this process of sanctification, there's, there's this purification. And the best way I can describe it is there's a, you have a ripple effect in your life by the decisions that you make every single day. So meaning if you wake up and you don't make good decisions and you're not disciplined in certain areas of your life, you can feel out of control. And but scripture talks about in 1 Peter that as you grow up from a little baby to an adult, you grow from like milk, your mother's milk, and you grow in that, right? You don't stay of drinking your mom's milk. <laughs> you don't, you know, you don't drink whole milk, right? Like we drank when we were two and three years old. We grow from that as adults, but we need to spiritually grow. And there's a process in that. But if we get disciplined in certain areas, there's a ripple effect that happens. There's a purification that happens. And it's the best way I can describe it. And I'll expand on this next episode, but I'll just go ahead and say, it's like when I lost 100 pounds, I went from eating Oreos to goldfish to eating salads and grilled chicken and vegetables. And it took me two years to lose 100 pounds. But as I took control of my health, I started being disciplined in my workouts. I started being disciplined in my in my devotions. I had enough energy to get the laundry done, to keep our house clean. And so there was this purification and this ripple effect through all the parts of my life, and it changed me forever. And so I just want to encourage you ladies, whatever you're going through, whatever your suffering looks like, follow the pattern of the sound words that you've heard in Christ Jesus. Allow the Holy Spirit that dwells within us um, to speak to us, guard the good deposit that's entrusted to us, and know that the word of God is not bound by anything. And we have the opportunity to allow God's word to speak to our hearts 
And so um, I hope that encourages you. I hope everyone has a great day and be blessed. Thank you for tuning in with me today. I hope the space brings grace, rest, and truth to you every time we meet here. To learn more about the Beautifully Designed community, our online Bible studies, and the Beautifully Designed book, you can go to beautifullydesigned.com. Y'all be blessed.